Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's head out to the uh, hotline right now. He is over at the Astros Spring Training Facility in West Palm Beach. He made the trip down here with us. Uh, of course, uh, shop is John Deere bringing us down here. We thank them for that. Adam Spillane joining us now live from over at the spring training facility over there. Spo, what's happening, man? Yeah, it's just very businesslike here. I can just tell you, just guys coming in, they get their work done, and they are, they, they've got a meeting here coming up in the, in the next few minutes. And uh, I think that's one of the good things about having a veteran club is that guys know what they need to do every day. So uh, very businesslike atmosphere is what, uh, what I've picked up on so far. What what are you what are you most looking forward to seeing today, Spo, at the game we're going to against the Marlins? Uh, Forrest Whitley. I mean, it's it's funny we, we've been talking about Forrest Whitley for a long time. I, you know, he signed with the Astros on uh, June twenty second, twenty sixteen. Alex Bregman was one for five that day in Double A. So Forrest Whitley has been in the Astros organization longer than Alex Bregman has even been in the big leagues. Uh, Yuli Gurriel was not yet in the Astros organization when they when they drafted Forrest Whitley. So we, we've been hearing about Whitley for so long, and just his career has had so many different speed bumps. And I remember uh, he started a spring training game in 2019 at Minute Maid, and he pitched okay that day. But I, I, just talking to him afterwards, he just kind of assumed, okay, well, we'll see in a couple months. You'll, you'll go down, get some innings uh, in AAA, and then you'll be right in the big leagues and, and probably contributing on what is supposed to be a very good club. And we never saw him, and we really have not seen him at all since then i mean that was four years ago so it's an opportunity for whitley he seems to be healthy um so you just want to see if it's there because you've heard about the talent for such a long time um i, I remember brent strom a couple years ago uh, even when he was going through the struggle saying that he still thought that he had superstar type potential so you just want to see if it's there yeah and i guess that's the other question is we've been fixated more and more 
on him over the years over whether he's just healthy or his fluctuating body weight or any of those things. I've almost completely forgot about what kind of stuff he's supposed to have and not like how it looks as of late. Well, and the other thing too is that I think that probably four years ago you just assumed, well, they needed him. You know, he was a guy that they had to have because you figured that they wouldn't keep a lot of their older starting pitchers, whether it was Dallas Keuchel in 2018 or Garrett Cole in 2019, and then you lose Verlander on down the line. But they really haven't missed him all that much because of just the emergence of Framber Valdez and Christian Javier and Jose Urquidy and guys that really came out of nowhere. Uh, so I think that's been kind of the saving grace of the Astros over the last few years is that. You know, Whitley had huge expectations. He was a first-round pick. Um, they they could have traded him for any number of a great player uh, over the years, and they just refused to because they believed in the talent. And even though so far it, it hasn't come to fruition, uh, they have been saved by the fact that they are very good at developing pitchers. So uh, I'm really, like I said, I'm really interested to see how he looks today. And just you, you want to see just all spring if this is a springboard for him into what could be a very good year, whether it's in, in Triple A or maybe if he gets an opportunity at the big league level, just because the Astros don't have a ton of depth. Just when you look at starting pitching, especially now with McCullers being a little bit of a question mark. So right now you kind of have their five starters locked in, but once you get past those five, it's uh, there's a lot of question marks there and you need more than five starting pitchers to get through a major league season. Adam Spillane joining us live from the Astros spring training facility. We are down here in Florida covering spring training all week long. It is funny, Spo, when you bring up the, the 2016 timeline, like you mentioned Verlander there, like they drafted Whitley hoping that he would be able to help the team out in pretty short order. But, you know, at that time they were probably like, yeah, no, but it's okay. He doesn't need to speed it up that much because we're going to have Verlander on the team for the next five years. <laughs> like like well, Verlander he, he, he wasn't he even on, on the radar. On the team, yeah. 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 That's, we were a year from even entertaining trade talks for Justin Verlander. <laughs> you know, uh, Adam, the other thing that I found interesting was that Jose Abreu, you know, he gets signed as a, as a, a veteran player. Um, and I, and I saw a lot of anonymous MLB insiders actually say that was one of the better signings in free agency this year, despite a lot of people criticizing the Astros for signing an older first baseman. Um, he's, he's been out there getting, as many reps as anybody like he's a workhorse he's still got a a really big work ethic does he not oh yeah for sure uh i he was one of the first position players uh that reported and you saw him he he played he started the first spring training game on saturday so yeah he he's one of these guys that that really likes to work and and work on on the craft uh i think that's i, I remember jeff bagwell after they signed him just talking about just how hard that the guy works and just how great the work ethic is. And I, I think he also, it's also part of it is too, you want to fit into your new team. And so you want to be around your new teammates probably as much as you possibly can, just because you're going to be around these guys for the next six, seven months. So you might as well just go ahead and get, get off to a quick start with them. I don't know how much of a relationship he had with a lot of these guys. There are probably a few, I, I, you know, everyone around the game kind of hangs out with each other. Or they know each other, at least from all-star games. But uh, it's, uh, so far, I, I think he's been a seamless fit. I, I'm listening to uh, a podcast talking just about the White Sox um, last week and just uh, hearing how much that the White Sox would miss his presence in that clubhouse and how much of a leader uh, he was for them. And you lose Yuli Gurriel, who's a big leader in that clubhouse and who had been around for a very long time, and it kind of feels like that you're replacing him with a guy like Jose Abreu, and, and I don't think that you miss a whole lot. Uh, just in terms of leadership and, and clubhouse co- uh, camaraderie, just with what Abreu brings. Adam Spillane is live at the Astros spring training facility. Um, Spo, uh, as far as the rules go, the new rule changes, um, 
you know, between the shift and the pitch clock, um, and, and you know, and and the other you know bigger bases and so forth. Uh, do you have a particular Astro that you're most concerned with when it comes to the effect of the new rules? Um, I, I think the pitch clock is going to be something that probably impacts everybody, at least in the beginning. And I think that you're going to hear a lot more complaints about it moving forward. You already started to hear it yesterday with Kyle Tucker. And, and I think as you, and it kind of, it's coming not just from the pitchers, it's coming from the hitters too, just because of the whole, you have to be, you know, I guess engaged or whatever the, the word is uh, with the pitcher uh, when that clock hits eight seconds. And I don't think that that's something that, so basically if the bases are empty, you have seven seconds to kind of get yourself uh, ready to go. So I do think that you're going to hear more and more complaints about the pitch clock uh, as we move forward in spring training, especially as we start getting some regulars in there. Uh, you have Martin Maldonado and Jose Altuve making their spring debuts. It'll be interesting to see um, how they handle the pitch clock and what they say about it after, after today's game or after uh, they come out of today's game. Uh, and then the other interesting aspect of the pitch clock, um, they don't have it for the WBC. So these guys are having to deal with the pitch clock now during spring training, and then the Astros have a bunch of guys who will go off and play in the World Baseball Classic where they will not have a pitch clock, and then they'll have to come back here and have to get used to the pitch clock mm-hmm. all over again. So I, I, I think that's going to be the one rule. We'll have to see about the pickoff stuff. Um, I don't think that that's as a, a huge deal because I, I think the number of times that you see a pitcher throw over uh, to a base more than twice is very, very, very rare. So I don't think that'll wind up having a huge impact. We'll see about the bases and, and if maybe that gets the run game going a little bit more. The the only or the two pickoffs uh, get the run game going a little bit more. The shift will certainly have an impact, and I, but I, I think it'll be a good impact on the game, and I think it will, will uh, reward hitters a little bit more uh, than we see in the past. But uh, I do think that you're going to hear a lot of complaining about the pitch clock uh, over the I, next know, week, for, and I think that's going to get loud. For all of the you know the big big rule changes. The one, that, the one that seems the most clownish to me and absurd is the bigger bases. And yet, I don't like. I felt when they first introduced it, when they were showing examples of the bases, it seemed like it seemed cartoonish, like they were monstrosities. And yesterday, when I was watching games, I didn't. I I completely didn't pick up on it at all. Is that so? Like actually seeing it in person, does it? Is it not as striking as perhaps it was kind of presented initially? You know, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing is just how different does the diamond look with the bigger bases. I, I To me, I think it's a small thing. I, I don't really understand what the point is of that rule. I understand what MLB is trying to do with some of the other rules. That one is, is a little strange to me. So, But I am interested to see because I, I, I didn't exactly pay real close attention to spring training games uh, on Saturday, and we were you know traveling here yesterday, so I didn't get to see any of that. But I am interested just to see how different the diamond looks with those bases out there. Adam Spillane joining us. He's live at the Astros spring training. Spo, before we get you out of here, just uh, Seth and I were talking a little earlier in the show about this Manny Machado extension, 11 years, $350 million. The Padres basically ripped up his old deal, gave him a new deal. We know the Astros are trying to get, uh, reportedly get a deal done, an extension with Alex Bregman. How much cause and effect do you think there is with this Machado extension for Alex Bregman getting an extension done? What do you think the ripple effect is? I think that the contract that Machado got will be similar to what Alex Bregman is going to want. And you look at just the two situations, Manny Machado 
uh, was heading into free agency after the season. He would have been 30, 31 years old. Bregman has two years left on the extension that he signed a few years ago. Um, so he would hit the market at 30 years old. That's the type of deal that these guys want. They don't want the five-year contract that will get them back into free agency when they're 35. They want to be covered for their age, 35, 36, 37, 38. They're trying to get paid for as long as humanly possible. And this is a big year for Bregman. He was healthy last year. He played in 155 games. He had a really good second half of the season. He was really good in the postseason. If he can carry that into next into this season, then I think that he's going to demand and will and he will certainly warrant maybe not the $350 million contract that Manny Machado got, but he's going to warrant something really big. And I think that he's going to want it. He deserves it. He should go after it if he can get it. So I think that that is the – you saw the, the contract that Rafael Devers signed. Um, with the Red Sox. I think uh, Bregman is in a similar position there. So um, he's going to want the big extension. Uh, I think you look at the two guys who are free agents after 2024, it's Altuve and it's, Bre- and it's Bregman. I think Altuve's contract is a whole lot easier to get done because he'll be 34 once his contract expires. But Bregman's, Bregman will be 30. He's, he'll be in the prime of his career. He's going to want the big payday. Yeah, is it is it fair to say that maybe Bregman at his peak, like in 2018, 2019, is a better player than Machado has been. It's just that Machado has been more consistently just right at that that peak level, like a like a 150 OPS plus guy. You know, I'd have to look at the numbers on that because Machado also had a bunch of injury issues. He uh, he blew out his knee early in his career uh, with the Orioles, so I'd have to look and see just exactly how similar the two career trajectories actually are but I, I think i do think they are very similar and also machado played a little bit more shortstop than bregman has you know bregman has basically only played third base in the big leagues aside from that short stretch uh, in 2019 when everybody got hurt and he kind of had to play shortstop but you know machado i think with the dodgers he was playing shortstop or maybe it was you know one of those teams he was playing a good deal with shortstop so that kind of changed his value a little bit but i think that the two players are very very similar so yeah i think that's a good comparison to make Hey, Spo, before, I said before we get you out of here, my last question, but we just had some breaking news, and I want to get your reaction to it as our, uh, our Astros insider. Uh, the um, Blue Jays have hired former Astros GM James Click as vice president of baseball strategy. Any reaction to that? That's uh, good, for, good for Click, good for the Blue Jays. I think Click is a really smart guy. Uh, I think that he would help any front office uh, that you bring him into. And I, I was wondering if he was going to land somewhere this season because it's not like the Astros were paying him. You know, the, he, his contract right. just expired, so you figured that he'd want to get a job with a team, but he goes to a smart team. The Blue Jays are a smart team, quits a smart guy. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a good move, I think, for, for both sides. So uh, good, for, good for James Click, good for, good for the Blue Jays. I wonder, the, uh, it's funny, when I was up there, uh, I went to a game in Toronto last year. It was uh, when the Mar- Mariners uh, game, finished yeah. their series there. And it, like even in the pregame, a lot of the feeling up there was that the, the Blue Jays were kind of at a turning point where they were going to have to figure out, like, okay, are we genuinely going for this thing or not? Um, and and to, so to bring Click in, who I, I think may have been let go because he wasn't aggressive enough with the Astros, I wonder, like, exactly where that organization is. It feels like they've been on the brink. It, you know, it almost feels like, remember when the Pacers were the team that was just yeah. on the brink in the NBA? Forever. And it felt like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're right there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. It, it feels like the Blue Jays might be in that zone right now. And, and you know what, Seth, the window tends to close on you really quick. Like you think, oh, we yeah. have this five, six-year window, and then all of a sudden, you know, one guy gets hurt, one guy underperforms, and now all of a sudden 
the window is closed and, and it never happens for you. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Toronto would be a, 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 a team that could give the Astros trouble if they would have played in the division series. I thought that Seattle would be the easy team to face uh, out of those two. Uh, if, but Toronto, I mean, they've, they've got some hitters over there. They made a couple of, I think, really smart moves to add some pitching to that roster. Uh, so that's a that's a dangerous team. They just play in a really tough division in the AL East, where you got the Yankees and you've got Tampa and Baltimore is getting better. And the Red Sox are kind of in a weird spot, but that's a good division. That's a really good team. Uh, and and you just add another smart guy in Click who helped build the Rays into a, a really sustainable you know type of a franchise that wins a lot of games every year. Adam Spillane, Spo, what's going on uh, later this morning? You got a uh, a dusty encounter coming up a little later. Yeah, so we'll hear from Dusty Baker probably nine forty-five, ten o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so, but that's an hour earlier uh, down in Houston. And then uh, you got the game today. Uh, you've got Whitley starting. I think we'll see Seth Martinez uh, will play today. Um, and, and then you have Maldonado Altuve making their spring debuts. Uh, it looks like Luis Garcia will start the game for the Astros tomorrow uh, against the Mets. And then I think Hunter Brown tentatively scheduled to pitch uh, on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Okay, we got a nice week stacking up here for us. Yeah, that's good. I like it. All right, uh, Spo, don't forget to come back and get us here so we can go to the game with you. I'll see you in like an hour and a half. Okay, we cool. Got, awesome. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> rental car, the rental car shortage worked out. We got a sweet Ford Expedition. We do. It's I, felt nice. like I, was a, I felt like I was a, a crooked politician driving around in that thing. <laughs> it was, it was nice. It's a nice ride, yeah. Felt like I had misappropriated funds. Right, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just remember to come get us Spo. that's all we ask all right adam Spo, I'm par- joining us here i, I parked far away from everybody else for the fear of hitting somebody okay yeah good yeah that thing's a tank it is huge it's like You're- you had to buy it at choppas yep. it's uh it's a, yeah deere. it's like a, it's a it's a john deere Seven combine attached out there. a flail mower to the back of it <laughs> we're just mowing the street uh, all right that's the uh, the great adam spillane joining us live from astro's Spring training. We'll be out there at the uh, Marlins and the Astros today. Do you know something I learned about Spolane last night? He'll do, he'll like, he's one of these ballsy people that'll just travel to a foreign country by himself. Yeah, he'll just go like, go go on tours and stuff. I can't do that. He's telling me how he got lost in Istanbul at like three a.m. and couldn't find his hotel. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that sounds super stressful. And he's like, just casually going, yeah, they don't really speak any English there. Yeah, it's not like some touristy like, city where English. everything you know you can always find somebody to speak English, dude. So you're you're communicating in hand gestures. I get anxiety when I'm in an English speaking country, but it's an accent I don't really understand. I'm yeah, like, okay, I need you to. Speak again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making you say this. I don't like it when time. the lady at the Walmart checkout is asking me a question right. that I don't understand her. And she's, yeah. Well, lady, I'm not stealing, okay? Yeah. Spillane's like, oh, I'm in Istanbul, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, that was uh, Adam Spillane joining us here. He'll, he'll join us uh, throughout spring training. He's down here with us in Florida. Seth and I'll be jumping on the other shows a little later on today. The Bregman thing, boy, I saw you react. Uh, Spillane seems to think or seems to be of mind that there's a decent chance that Bregman could play mercenary on all this thing here. Oh, yeah, to, yeah, that he just that he feels like, like he yeah, needs to get something. He, that he should get that deal. Yeah, I, I think the, the thing with Machado is he's just been consistent. Like, he's been a more consistently dominant offensive player. Yeah. He has more, like, whereas... More recently, Like, too. Bregman, you know, Bregman, when he was up at, like, a 900-1000 OPS... 
Uh, it was 2017, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really been that since. And even though he was healthy last year and he had a very good year, it wasn't like up at the level that Machado has been at nope. very consistently. So I think that I think for Bregman to get that Machado deal, yeah, he's going to have to come out and string together more healthy seasons. And but maybe that's the chance. That's you know what for Bregman that maybe that's the challenge that he wants and needs. Is, you yeah. know, like, okay, there's the carrot on a stick. I'm going to go after that. But, man, i got to really be dialed in for these next couple I'm gonna years. I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that, that may be with the Machado deal. And for those who missed it, Manny Machado signs a new, new 11-year, $350 million deal with the Padres. No out clause or anything. He Presumably, unless they trade him, he'll be a Padre for life. I, I think, Seth, when it comes to the, the whole Bregman dynamic with the extension, yeah. if we start talking about, yeah, he should go after the Machado deal, it becomes a question that's bigger than Bregman. It becomes a question of is Jim Crane ever going to do a deal like that? You know, just is because he hasn't as an owner. And I don't have a problem with it. I I think a big reason they've been able to keep this window open, extend it, is because they've run their business in a super responsible kind of way. And and they've done a great job of developing young pitchers. As far as, you know, credit to the Astros for being a pretty stand up about this whole thing. Like, if they wanted to, they could have easily leaked something about, like, yeah, uh, Correa. Remember, everybody was clamoring for us to get a 10-year deal to him. And not to mention, like, uh, leave the Pena stuff aside. Two teams bailed on Correa this year with a 10-year contract. So, you know, maybe give us even a little bit more credit. Give us credit for having the foresight to know that Pena was really, really good. But that also, there were more reasons than just philosophical ones to not give Correa a 10-year deal. Because there are... Some some teams very willing to spend big, big money that had whatever reason or issue with Correa's left lower leg. Yep. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. We are live uh, in Florida, West Palm Beach, uh, for uh, spring training. Brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. Uh, up next, um, the Combine is also the big thing going on this week. We got news this morning that the Combine just got one more big reason that we need to watch it. This week, if you're a Texan fan, we'll tell you what it is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, it is spring training. We are live in Florida. Shoppers John Deere uh, sponsoring our trip here to uh, West Palm Beach. As Seth and I have you covered all week long. Big thanks to Adam Spillane for jumping on with us, our Astros reporter. Uh, he is over at the facility, and uh, he, like us, will be at the game today between the Astros and the Marlins. Jose Altuve and Jeremy Pena batting one and two in the batting order today. So we'll get a look at the Astros' top two hitters in the slots we expect to see them in in opening day today against the uh, Marlins. As far as the other big stuff going on this week, the um, NFL Combine is going on this week. The workouts start up on Wednesday. Quarterbacks will be throwing at the Combine on on Saturday, uh, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicero, the NFL Network, reporting this morning that Bryce Young, or not Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, is expected to throw at the Combine. Bryce Young is expected to wait for his pro day. Rappaport actually followed up just moments ago um, because there's, I believe that there's four top quarterback prospects in this draft. There's four that seem to be generally viewed as worthy of a first-round pick. Well, and that especially that you, you maybe could go number one overall even. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've seen all four of these guys uh, go number one overall potentially um, to varying degrees. Um, but Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are the other two outside of Stroud and Young. Levis, according to Rappaport, will throw uh, in Indy at the Combine. Anthony Richardson will also throw at the Combine. This is where uh, the Combine, I'm excited to see exactly what the conclusions drawn from the Combine will be. Because remember, the guy, the most, the most egregious thing I can remember, and Sean, fact check me on this because maybe I'm misremembering it, but was uh, Deshaun Watson throwing at the Combine when the big news was his arm, not enough velocity on his throws to the sideline. Well, there were there were critiques yeah. of his arm. What, no, no I know, but even but after the combine, especially it was the it was only it was only like forty five miles per hour on his throws to the sideline, and uh, boy, it just shows that he's just he doesn't have the arm strength to do it. And people can people continue to make that assertion based on combine numbers, despite multiple NFL uh, highlights of him driving the ball right, to the sideline right. pretty damn well. That's one of those areas where it it's the. The ability to anticipate how quickly you get rid of the ball, all those things really make a difference. It's not just a matter of how how hard can you howitzer to the sideline. Yep. It's like, okay, do you have the timing and the sense of when and where to throw it in the ball placement? And that's where Deshaun has always – he's been able to do that despite not really being able to just throw a laser to the sideline. So um, I don't think like, – like you said, Stroud, Stroud's arm is certainly not – uh, a question mark in nope. terms of accuracy, strength, or anything like that. Nope. Uh, Tom Pellicero also reporting Will Anderson Jr., uh, the edge rusher out of Alabama, plans to participate in at least some on-field work at the scouting combine. So that's kind of where we are. I know the combine. I know the combine as a as a, like drill to drill as far as the workouts. I know there's a lot of you that just they don't you don't sit down and obsess over the combine, yeah. but know that the quarterback position is super important for the Texans. Like it's it is something that that we'll be watching throughout the week. The uh, ball velocity 
2017 combine. Oh, run. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw 60 miles per hour. Okay, which is uh, is that good? These guys can't throw a football nearly as hard as baseball throwers can throw a right, baseball. Right, right, right. So that's uh, clearly baseball, the superior sport. Uh, let's see, Davis Webb, 59. Mm. Wow, hmm. didn't he just get hired as a quarterback? He's a coach, coach somewhere. now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Deshaun Kaiser, eh? Oh, 56, hey. third fastest at the combine that year. Not to mention Trubisky at a 55. Nathan Peterman at a 53. And then stupid Deshaun Watson. <laughs> what was he? 49. So clearly the worst quarterback. Uh, Couldn't even break glass. Lesser than Davis Webb's Deshaun Kaiser, Mitch Trubisky, and Nathan Peterman. Man, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that uh, the, the big one there is Anthony Richardson. He got a lot of buzz this weekend. And I saw a lot of people getting upset because it looked like the classic. Like, oh, sure, all right, great, there's quarterback movement, um, even though nobody's actually been evaluated yet. I think actually what happened was Daniel Jeremiah had his annual conference call on Friday. Yeah, he did. And one thing that he mentioned was, and Daniel Jeremiah, who was a scout in the NFL, and now he's been with NFL Network forever, and he's a very, like, he's never looking for clickbait or anything. He's like, a, like just a genuinely solid dude. He's very open about when he does his mock drafts, He's basing those off of what he's hearing from different people that he mm-hmm. knows, not as much based on what he thinks is the best prospect. Yep. And it seems it seems that he's hearing that a lot of people look at Anthony Richardson like, well, look, he's got a lot of flaws in his game, but he's got a huge upside. And we look at drafting a quarterback like a lottery ticket anyway. So you just go like, all right, if I it, like for me, you know, I don't play the lotto. I don't play Mega Millions or anything until the jackpot gets up to a billion dollars. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's like somehow five hundred million is like no, I will not spend two dollars to try to win five hundred million. But but if it's a billion, I need a crack at it. Yeah, yeah. And when there's like a greater chance that I'll actually have to split it because more people are playing, I'll yeah, I'll take a crack at it when it's a billion. I feel a little bit like that with Anthony Richardson. <laughs> like I, I feel he's like the billboard. He's I, the he's the power the Powerball billboard. I, I right feel now. like the jackpot might be a billion. Like yeah. sure, I'm probably gonna waste these two crisp one dollar bills that are in the form of draft picks. And Dude. yet, I don't know, man. I, uh, I I might could go for this guy. His good plays really pop, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, He's a specimen. He's he's another one that's going to. Uh, jo- Josh Allen is either going to make or break your franchise because people Dude. are going to say, "Well, look at Josh Allen; he got more accurate." I, yeah, I think Josh yeah. Allen's Josh Allen's going to ruin so many NFL teams, man. I know. Look, this guy's a big, huge athlete, but if we just smooth off some of the rough edges, like the one quarterback who fits this profile, who's had the rough edges smoothed off. <laughs> I love it when the rough edges, inability to hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah, it's a rough edge. Like, I don't know, but it would. But it's true. So that's well, you know, Dak Prescott's the other one too, because Dak Prescott. Scott is a guy that actually improved his accuracy from college to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen improved his accuracy from college to the NFL. And it, the, the old thought used to be that guys are just either accurate or they're not. Now that they can use high-speed cameras and everything, just like the baseball pitchers, to break things down more specifically, yeah. they're finding that, okay, yeah, actually, we can be more scientific about that and actually improve guys' accuracy. What do you think about Bryce Young being the only one of these four guys to not throw at the Combine? I say, you wear that crown, King. That's what I say. You do? Yeah. Okay. So I would never actually say that. But I think... Do people make too big a deal out of that? I think that he is viewed... Right now, Bryce Young is viewed... The way I hear it and understand it is Bryce Young is viewed by most teams as the guy who's definitively the best quarterback yeah. if you just eliminate size from it. Right. So I don't think Bryce... Like, Bryce Young's not going to go throw at the combine, and because of that, all of a sudden, people are going to say, oh... 
I don't worry about the fact that he weighs 190 pounds anymore. It's like they're going to worry about it no matter what. Then I, so I think when you are at that spot and you can only you can only go down in people's estimation, then why bother? Are you more anxious for Bryce Young's weigh-in or C.J. Stroud press conference? I think Bryce Young weigh in. I almost want to see. Like, <laughs> I do too. What if he comes out looking like, uh, like, like the guy from the before and after commercials on a bodybuilding supplement? <laughs> I, yeah. I want him to when he stands on the scale to do the thing that boxers do, where they actually yeah. flex their muscles. Yeah. Like I want him to act like he's going into a prize fight. Like if he comes out and then like, walk over and blast C.J. Stroud in the face and start a fight <laughs> with him. <laughs> I want it to be the difference between Rocky Two and Rocky Three. Except in Rocky too, like Sylvester Stallone's size was never a question. Yeah. He was just kind of a big, a big jamoke, you yeah. know. And then all of a sudden, in Rocky three comes out and he's all muscly and chiseled. You know what we learned, Diana Bald. You, you know, you know, we, you know, what we learned yesterday. Um, Adam Spillane, yeah. has never seen a Rocky movie. Really, never. And he's not young. It's not. No, like it's he a graduated young college and, in two thousand eight. Yeah. Well, he's pretty young though. Yeah, that's Sean. It's that's not a, like my kid's age, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but to not see it, like, okay, if you're going to see a Rocky movie, I bet, like, uh, weigh in on the text line, 713-572-4610. If you're younger than 30, tell us your age and whether or not you've seen a Rocky movie. Do we count Creed as a Rocky movie? Yeah, because yeah. I still think I mean, even he's then, Rocky's in those movies. Okay, I but it's, like, uh, Creed might not count. Okay. He's in those movies, but it's not. It's it's just kind of like based on the Rocky movies, right? It's not like a genuine sequel. Is is Rocky's character and timeline a big part of those? Is it like a sequel to the Rocky? Yeah, movies? I mean okay. Rocky. Yeah, Rocky trains him in two of them. Okay. Yeah. Like if you've seen Rogue One, does that count as having seen? Now we're off in the Star, Star Wars, Wars movies. Yeah, of course. They okay. had to find the plans for the Death Star at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Darth Vader wrecks shop. Uh, Is Rogue mind. One a prequel to it's all prequel of the Star to, Wars? It's a prequel to Episode Four. A New Hope. Son of a... All yeah. right. All right. Okay. You've not seen Rogue One? I've seen it. I don't know. What to, I didn't pay attention. I don't know well, what any then of the you didn't see is. it. <laughs> okay, wait a second. So Rogue One is a prequel to Episode Four. Yes. Which was actually Empire Strikes Back? No, no? that was Star Wars. Star Wars. The, new, the okay. first Star Wars. So it was sandwiched in between the third and the fourth yeah, books of the... Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Wait, so Star Wars was the, actually the fourth book in the series? Yeah, the very first Star, Star Wars. Wars movie in 1977 was episode four. Yeah. Okay. What was episode one called in the, the book? What was the book called? The, uh, the, that... the movie was... Uh... No, the, the actual book, oh, I don't... episode one. Did he call it? Did he have a? Was he gutsy enough to call it episode one before there was even an episode? They two? called it episode. The very first movie they called episode four. It says right at the. I know that. I'm asking about the actual book series that it was based off. Read of. the books. What are you talking? about? I don't know. Books? I do these people. They talk. I don't no, know. I don't no, know. It started awesome. as a movie. It, it's not like Game of Thrones where it's George R. R. It was Martin. a movie first, and yes. then they turned it into books. Yes, yes, it was. a Wait movie. Wait a second. You're telling me there was a Star Wars movie? Yes. And then they decided, we're going to go back and write the books, but we're going to make the movie the fourth edition of the fourth episode of the books? There's people driving You've got to be so right wrong now. about this. There's no way look in hell it, it wasn't a book first. I'll look it up. I don't know. I think George Lucas was not an author. He was a filmmaker. You guys are all getting noogies and swirlies after this. Everybody, line up. If, uh, if drive your wrong. asses to Florida. I'm going yeah. to bully if all of wrong. you. Oh, don't worry. It'll be on Facebook Damn. Live later. I'm sure. All right. Uh Weigh in on the uh, text page here. Okay, here we go. Trailer, wheel, and frame text page. My son is 13, and I forced his ass to watch every Rocky movie. Poor job by Spillane's dad. 
Yeah, it's not based on books, man. Yeah. Somebody says. Yeah, Star Wars. It's swirly not. for you then. I didn't. You didn't have to be. You didn't have to be so rude in telling me I that. Didn't know what you were talking about <laughs> with the books. Um, I'm 32, but my dad introduced me to the Rocky movies at 15. That's the thing. It's a parenting thing. My kids have seen every Rocky movie, and they're in their early 20s right now. 35 years old. Never watched a Rocky movie all the way through. I absolutely have loved the Creed series, though. Okay. Yeah. Here's uh, somebody who's 28 has only seen parts of Rocky movies. I'm guessing a lot of that's just on YouTube. Yeah, right? probably. Probably. Yeah. Just the highlights. Yeah. 29 and yes, multiple times. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, yeah, yeah. Keep weighing in. I, 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 need to, I need to know if I, I excoriated Spillane for this yesterday. I need yeah. to know if I was inappropriate in doing so. Uh, is, if we're going to mix in actual football stuff with this, by the way. Yeah. Somebody said, call me stupid. What's the difference between combine and pro day? The difference in pro day is that you're throwing to your own receivers, and it's like it's very scripted. Yeah. Like a lot of the scouts don't like the pro days either because it's so scripted. And like, and then people gush over like he completed forty out of forty balls. Like when it was scripted with no defenders on the field. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. The yeah. completion percentage of the combine yeah. stuff is is uh, is silly. Um, all right. Um, Tillman Fertitta reportedly put a bid in on the Washington Commanders. Proof just came down in the last hour that his investment in the Rockets, $2.2 billion, yeah. probably pretty solid investment. Tell you what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip out on some of these Star Wars fans. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. 
Are the uh, Star Wars people agitating you, Seth? Or people are? Uh, how has Seth lived under a rock since the 1970s? Because apparently, I didn't know whether Star Wars was based on books or the books were written. I have to listen. No, I I specifically have not been living under a rock, which is why I don't know as much as the most Star diehard Wars. Star Wars That's nerds true. about. Who lives under a rock more, <laughs> Seth Payne or the average Star Wars? How fan? have you not been holed up in your room reading comic books for? And I like comic book nerds. I have a respect for them. But uh, not I the res- ones texting the show. I, re- I respect. I respect you. I just asked that you respect me. Damn it! Right. I asked a simple question. Right. The- I didn't. I uh, no. I honestly always thought that there was like a series of Star Wars books, and that they the reason I assumed that the reason that Star Wars the movie started on Episode Four was because like oh that must have been like they had all the books. The best. That was yeah. the book that was like made the most sense to start off or something. No, Lucas. There. Lucas just knew where he was going with the whole thing. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. he was a visionary. That I guess saw so. it From the yeah. very get go, and then sold it to Disney, and then let them run with it from there. The general consensus on Rocky, by the way, among the listeners in that sweet spot of 20 to 35, yeah. seems to be, I've seen them because my dad made sure I saw all of them. So it wasn't like out of any, like, oh yeah, I gotta watch Rocky, awesome movie. Well, it no, was... they're not, yeah, they're not, they, it doesn't, they're not, it's not with a tone like he made me do no, it. No, no, right, right, yeah. But, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna say, though, I think the average, I think the average 30-year-old and younger probably hasn't seen Rocky. Uh, maybe like the original Rocky, the old Rockies move way slower than like, like Rocky one and two well, Rocky won an Academy Award. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky four did not. <laughs> and yet I like and it, it was, much and yet it was the most important. It was because it, it ended it the cold. War. Took down the it took down the wall. It basically ended the cold war. There's Absolutely. uh yeah, it was uh, it was Sylvester Stallone that said, Mr. Gorbachev. That's right. Tear down this wall. That's right. I love the faux Gorbachev that they had sitting up in the skybox at that fight. Like he, he's not Gorbachev, but he's kind of supposed to be Gorbachev. Yeah, he's yeah. a Gorbachev like character. Um, go watch it, kids. Rocky four. You won't be disappointed. Um, so the the Milwaukee Bucks sold a portion of their team this morning. Uh, they, have a, they have a couple of owners. Mark Lazary is the name of one of them. He is, he is getting out of the basketball business. He's selling his portion of the team to the Cleveland Browns owners, Jimmy and D. Haslam. Yes. Oh, the, Hasl- oh. the Haslams are in the basketball okay, business. Okay, you know now. what? When you told me this during the break, for some reason I heard Ursays. No. When you said that, so the Haslams are buying. The okay, Haslams. you said Ursays, and I was like, there's more? Oh. Like, I thought you meant, like, wait, is there is <laughs> there's an Jim's, army of Ursays? Jim's brother we yeah. never heard about? Yeah. Um, okay, so the Haslams, who had been involved, what, with the Steelers before they bought the Browns? And so. but now own the Browns. Yep. Um, Haslam managed not to do hard time while other people in his uh, company did. <laughs> right, right. Uh, from his trucking company, jilted a bunch yes, of truckers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. His CEO got off on a technicality. So, uh, but now he'll be a part owner of the Bucks. Part owner of the Bucks. And the valuation. This is what my tease into this was Tillman Fertitta because Fertitta put in a bid on the Washington Commanders. Fertitta, of course, the owner of the Rockets. He bought the Rockets for $2.2 billion back in 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Tillman did from Les Alexander. The Bucks in this sale today to Jimmy and D. Haslam, the portion that was sold to the Haslams was sold with a valuation of the franchise. Yeah. $3.5 billion. Ooh, neighborhood's getting gentrified. Should, so, should uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's definitely a better team right now than Houston. Yeah. Should it be valued more as a franchise um, than Houston. Um, I don't know if it is valued more as a franchise. No, no, no. Than Houston. I, I, right. I, I don't know if it is either. I'm just wondering. Well, like, so does this mean that the Rockets are worth 3.8 billion? Yeah, or I think so. I think one thing that's happened in the NBA. This will be too much 
inside the business of NBA. Um, they've really made it easier for teams to start like buying percentages, almost like in a almost like you're buying stock in a team. And well, like um, the opposite of what the NFL wants. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So there's there are like actually there are funds now that are being raised like private equity funds where you can buy shares of a team to where it's like you know the obviously they're not going to be out traded on the stock exchange or anything um but because of that whereas like in the nfl you're trying to sell these billion dollar properties to a very very select pool of people because they want there to be a sole owner so there's only so many billionaires that are interested in buying a sports team whereas in the nba they're making it easier to get chunks of it yeah. and whenever you start whenever you start opening things up to being to, to being bought and sold as stock the value goes way up you start getting like 20 times profit um, or more so yeah i think that that's probably where if if you start looking at it and if you were to sell the Rockets off in portions that way, it would probably be a valuation a lot higher. I think it would be definitely higher than the 2.2 he bought it for. I'm just yeah. When I saw 3.5, I'm like, man, Tillman in five years has a team that's in an ecosystem where a small market team, albeit a good team, yeah. but a small market team like Milwaukee is going for 3.5. The thing about the NBA teams, I've got, I know somebody that's kind of involved in the, the funding side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the arenas are just so valuable. It's a, it's the perfect size, yeah, dude. You know, for concerts, trade shows, everything. Unlike an NFL stadium, which is kind of cumbersome, those NBA arenas are like year-round revenue dude, generators. And the Rockets control all of that. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's why I mean, you, sometimes okay, you want a you want a hockey team. You can see why Les Alexander didn't want to commingle hockey and basketball. Yeah. Because for one, it's a pain in the ass to bring the ice in and out yeah. and to get it right. Yeah. Like it's hard to have a quality ice product when you, you can't keep it frozen all the yeah. time. Um, but then also you're kind of like there's there's a lot of revenue producing stuff, stuff. And there's, there's Lady Gaga concerts to be had, yep. you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, so Tillman, the, the, the subplot to this is that Tillman, Fertitta, according to the Washington Post, put in a bid of $5.5 billion on the Washington Commanders, to which my first reaction was, damn, Tillman, yeah. I guess uh, business has recovered okay from the pandemic in your hotel and casino and restaurant world. Yeah, back from when people were, were thought that uh, Tillman might be on the brink of bankruptcy. Right, right. And who knows, maybe, well, I mean, I think a lot of people in the hospitality industry, if they weren't financially really, really strong at that point, probably were on the brink of bankruptcy um, when nobody was going there. But he was obviously... He had, you know, he had the foresight to, he had to take out some money, and he, yeah, he managed his way through that he pretty did. well. If he's in a position now to bid five point five billion on on Washington, because at the time that he purchased the Rockets, his net worth was considered to be what, like five billion, something like that. I think. Yeah. I know that. I mean, I mean, like the Rockets were a sizable percentage of his entire net worth. Yeah. How do you think Tillman would do as an NFL owner? I think he'd be well. You know what? He got a taste of what it's like with the scrutiny. Remember, it was kind of a shock to his system that first year or two, where he acknowledged that, like, man, the level of scrutiny you get over every little statement yeah. is just on a different level in being a sports owner than when you're a, a business owner. Yep. That was one thing that, um, oh, that book, the guy that wrote the book about the USFL. Um, Perlman. Perlman. Yeah. There's a part in there where he was talking about Trump and his ownership of New Jersey. And one of the things that appealed to Trump, you know, is a guy like Trump's always been very good at generating publicity, obviously. And he was like into WWE early on. Yeah, he liked sure. that publicity side of it. But that was one thing that he realized was that he could he could buy this huge building in Manhattan 
and it might be, you know, a blurb in the business section or something. Whereas anything an owner does in a sports team, it's it's big, big news. Huge. The biggest news in the city. Yeah. Um so a lot of people like Trump wanted that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these other owners kind of realized like the Broncos owners realized real quickly, like, whoa, I don't necessarily like all this yeah. smoke. <laughs> I think Fertita might have gotten yeah, I think he might have been a little surprised at it at first, but like Fertita's good at getting publicity. I think he probably now realizes, oh wow, uh, he might look at Dan Snyder and all the attention he gets and be, and be like, well, yeah, if you do it the right way, right? Like, right. man, that's 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 not bad. I'll take some of that publicity. I tell you the one thing the NFL does not want though; they don't want him at Mardi Gras screaming, "Pray for Victor," or do they? <laughs> I mean, even that, like that's tank relatively. For oh, the, oh, yeah, the tanking part. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, yeah. He wasn't saying tanking. He was all Tillman Fertitta was saying was look. As if he's like saying anything. Right. But all that uh, all that you can deduce from that is that the Rockets are in a position right now yeah. that yeah they'd love to they are in a position where they have a statistically better chance of getting the number one overall draft pick. That's accurate. And if so, then then those, so be it. Yeah. He's asking. It's not like he said, "Hey, we're going to go out and tank." He's basically praying for help from God to lose basketball games, <laughs> which is different than tanking. No, no, he's not praying to lose. He's praying for the ping pong balls to fall the right way. He's kind of like ironic. Praying for it not to rain. Uh, yeah, I guess it's so. almost like you know, pray for it. Pray for a drought because yeah. then we get government bailout a funds. Of W's. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't help when Damian Lillard goes for seventy-one last night either. Or does it? Well, no, no, it doesn't help that the perception. Sounds like his praises and prayers have been answered. <laughs> Right, God has smiled down. Yeah. And Damian Lillard dropped seventy one on you last night. We're sitting here in the in the living room of the the Airbnb that we're in right here, and I'm just I'm laying on the couch watching. Uh, I'm watching the five slam a jamma thirty for thirty. And here's Spillane like laughing oh, last night. Yeah, last night I hear Spillane like laughing on the couch. I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, Damian Lillard just scored forty one in the first <laughs> half. He was watching the Rockets game on his laptop. It was uh, it was an historical evening. Everybody was uh, tuned in. One thing I get. One thing I don't like in sports right now, Sean, mm-hmm. and I know this from you know having covered some mediocre teams over the time, it's a uh, misuse of the word mediocre. Where like last night, people people kept saying like, "Well, like don't get too excited about Lillard scoring seventy one. He did it versus a mediocre team." Oh, they're like, no, 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 disrespecting they're, the word mediocre. Yeah, they're a bad <laughs> yeah, team. They're, bad. they're not. There's a mediocre is like of of medium quality. Yeah. So like, it's it's just it's you're like eh, it's meh. That's an insult to mediocrity. If they had done if he had done it versus a mediocre team, it actually would have been yes, I would have been no pretty worthy. impressive. Yeah, right, he did it versus the Rockets. Yeah, whatever. so they're like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, into the 9 o'clock hour we go. We're live. Spring training. We're going to be out there at the game today. Shoppa's John Deere bringing us down here to Florida so we can bring baseball to you. Speaking of which, this probably – this I would say this opening weekend of spring training probably got the most attention of any opening weekend of spring training, maybe in my lifetime, certainly that I can remember. And we will tell you why next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 